0: Hi please, how are you doing? sister, Ukaja brother, Ukopoa, Atami Kopoa. So here's the thing, you guys know me, at least by now you know something about me, but I don't know who you are. So I really don't know where you're listening from. Like are you listening from Kenya or from South Africa? Are you listening from Japan or you're listening from Egypt? what do you like do you like music or you like sports um are you still in campus studying or you're working are you single dating or married what kind of things interest you i really really want to know some of these things so that i can be able to know what better content to bring out for you guys like i would like to know for example is it okay if i speak Kiswahili, or you may not be able to understand So to help me get to know you better, please click the survey link on this podcast episode below and fill in your details. It does not ask for any personal details. All I want is just to get to know what kind of content can I bring out for you guys. So thank you so, so much and I'll really appreciate your support. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and family of Africa Rise podcast, welcome to yet another amazing podcast podcast and today we have in show with us Susan Kiyamba. Uh, Susan is a career development trainer. She helps ambitious professionals get unstuck, gain career clarity and confidence in their next career steps through training and coaching. Susan began her career with Barclays Bank, which is now Absa Bank, Kenya, gaining unparalleled experience in the banking industry while also establishing herself as a respected corporate trainer. She is also a certified project management professional, that is PMP with experience in managing virtual project teams. Welcome to the show, Susan.
1: I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much,
0: Valerie. You're most welcome. So we started this thing called meme of the week where we get to discuss a meme. So the meme of the week. Is something to do with Valentine's. <laughs> you know Valentine's. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> so there's this meme is showing um a lady who is holding a pillow and she's sitting all alone in her bedroom and you know she's just feeling lonely. And so it says, when all your friends are spending the weekend with their partners and you're all alone because you know your work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so what do you think about that um you know from the meme what i felt was that in my understanding i feel like there's so many people who are in relationships or they're dating or even married just so to be seen as they're married or they're dating but they're really not there because they're happy they have really compromised a lot and they have let their guard down just so to be seen with society as they're not alone so what do you think about that
1: so I, in many ways I can sort of relate because I know there's a time I wanted to be out there and also to be seen, but then you quickly learn that you are better off alone and happy than with mm-hmm. someone who constantly makes you sad. Mm-hmm. And let's, let's just face it, life is too short for you to live half of it um, pretending to be someone that you're actually not just so that you're seen to be with it. So I'm all for, you know what, just stay home, enjoy yourself, love yourself, Mm. take yourself out even, and confidently with your head held high, because your time will come, and when it comes, you will not be able to stop the joy that you're actually feeling, vis-a-vis sitting, holding your pillow, thinking, oh dear me, I'm all alone, (laughs) and it's just one day, just one day.
0: Very true, very true. If I may ask you, Mm Susan, have you ever been in a situation where you were dating someone just for the sake of it, and uh, you had really compromised on your standards?
1: Compromised? Not necessarily compromised on my standards, just I wasn't fully myself. Mm-hmm. Because I was sort of also trying to make sure I am not too much so that they don't leave me. <laughs> and eventually they did and they, and, they, and, they, and they broke up with me via text. So oh. <laughs> later I, I sat back and I thought, okay, what was all that about? I should just not even have bothered. Like the first signs of trouble,
0: mm-hmm. I should
1: just have exited instead of sitting there because I want to be with someone. And interestingly enough, we—I think we—our first date was on Valentine's Day.
0: So, wow, irony (laughs) of the whole
1: story. The first date was on Valentine's Day, but the good thing is that same first date I met with my future husband. Mm
0: -hmm. Wherever
1: it is, me and my then boyfriend were going on a date, so
0: it (laughs) ended well. Awesome. And so um, I I like that you you even brought it there that you're married. So, you know, there's a lot of fuss in the internet to do with Valentine's Day. And so many people who are excited or hurting this whole fuss are people who are not married. Either they are dating or they are just, they are in a situation ship. So do you think that, do married people also observe Valentine's Day? Do you think it's an important day or it's over you know, overrated? What do you think? Do you celebrate Valentine's Day with your
1: hubby? Okay, so here's the other interesting thing. Our wedding anniversary is two days after Valentine's Day. So our wedding anniversary is on the 16th of February. But we decided very early on that we're not going to focus so much on this one day. Instead, we're going to focus on making every day a celebration of our love.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: what's the point in putting on a show on one day in the remaining 365 days? Going to So I was saying we 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 actually said that we are not going to focus on the one day. Instead, we're going to focus on making every day a day that's worth um celebrating, that's worth remembering, and that would we'll be considerate of each other throughout the year, we're not just getting dressed up and going out on this one day to be seen that we were doing something on Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. And so do we celebrate Valentine's Day? No, we don't celebrate it in the way that other people celebrate it, meaning we don't do the flowers and the candy and the dinner out on that day. We do that whenever we need to. And that is every other day. Mm-hmm. And then our anniversary is two days later anyway. So we'd rather
0: celebrate our wedding anniversary than focus on that one Valentine's Day. Awesome, awesome. I think that is something we could take home with us that just celebrate each, let's every day be a celebration of your love, right? Absolutely. Yes, awesome. So let's get into today's conversation and uh, we want to know, we're talking matters career, career, career. So if you're there, you're stuck, you just finished campus and you don't know what to do or you're stuck in a certain sector and you feel like, I need to move to another sector. I need to change my industry. etc. if you feel like you need a purpose, you need to be more purposeful in your career, this, this, this is the podcast for you. So Susan, could you please share with us the background of your career and your story and what led you into being a career coach? Awesome. I
1: started out as a salesperson within the banking industry So just for background, I studied education. So I am a teacher by training. I never really pursued that line, but I'm a teacher by training. And then because teaching jobs were not coming up, I was told, find a job, any job in any company, just so that you can get your leg through the door. So I went out and I eventually got um, a job with the bank and I started out as a salesperson. And for a few months, I struggled with being a salesperson because I'd spend more time um, doing customer service, uh, getting to know my customers, building relationship instead of actually selling, which got me in trouble and I was almost fired. So I was given an option. So I was called into a meeting after a sumptuous lunch. So we were actually taken out to lunch. And then after lunch, we are told, "Okay, guys, so here's the thing. We're either going to fire you. you move to a different department in which case i said you know let let me just move to a different department i might have better success there so i left sales and moved into um, card and loan processing so for those who are in the banking sector who have heard of what goes on in the bank there are those people who when you apply for a loan and when you apply for a credit card they process your applications so that's what i did for a while and Seven of those years, so I spent 10 years in the bank. So seven of those 10 years I was moving within operations and operations are those guys who just do the same thing every day, every day, every day. So there was a bit of time I spent in customer service, a bit of time which I spent in um, a department that was in securities where I was a health assistant. I spent a bit of time in HR, a bit of time in uh, managing projects and just throughout that whole time, I was always feeling I'm not where I want to be, because my interest had always been to work in HR, and yet here I was, I was in sales, and then I was in operations, and then I was doing projects, and then I was uh, manning a health, and it was customer service and the administration. So it was, I was feeling like I'm not doing what I'm called to do or what I really, really want to be doing with my life. Instead, I've been stuck in this box where nothing just seems to be working and nothing seems to be moving and I really tried you know you try and you talk to your boss and say you know I want to make this move it doesn't happen or they hire somebody from outside to come and do the job you had applied for in in fact there's a time um, my new boss I had to train my new boss and they lived (laughs) in fear that I would lie to them Mm -hmm. and make them look bad because they had the job I wanted and I also tried finding a way out, you know, like you're always hearing people who quit their job. So I quit my job for, I think, almost five years before I actually handed in my resignation. Every year I was saying, this is the year I'm quitting. This is the year I am quitting, yet no opportunity opened up. But I'm thankful that in the seventh year, I applied as a last resort. Like I said, if I'm not getting this, I don't know what happens. So as a last resort, I applied for a management um, program within the bank. And I got in and that is what opened for me doors. I got a coach, I got a mentor. They were able to guide me and to help me. And eventually with their support, I made the move out of um, banking into the startup world where I was there for a few years. And eventually I left the startup world through redundancy. So anyone who's out there who's their job, I can feel you because I have um, walked in those shoes. And I said, you know what, I have struggled and I wouldn't want other people to struggle while I am here with a lot of stuff I have learned about how to navigate the world of careers. So that's how I eventually transitioned into being a career development um, trainer and a coach and helping and working with people who have been where I was before, stuck, looking for a way out, not knowing how to actually find that way out and getting frustrated in the process that they can't get out. So that's how I got to where I am today. I, I want somebody to stand on my shoulders, because
0: I have also stood on other people's shoulders. That's very profound. And, you know, um, it's amazing how, you know, you studied something totally different, and you started out in a sector that you had not training or skills on which is the banking sector and then you know you got to move from department to department and it took you close to seven years to make that career change and I agree with you that much maybe God allowed you to go through that so you can learn the lessons and teach other people but I don't think many of us are willing to take seven years to figure out what they want to do with their career. And I know it can get very confusing for people to complete school. Sometimes you you complete your studies and you realize that, well, this is not what I want to do. This is not my passion or you don't get any opportunities in that area. You are listening to Africa Rise Podcast. Africa Rise Podcast is available across all podcasting platforms. Proudly brought to you by Village Village Empowerment Project. I'm your host, ¡Fala de ¡Enjoy! I was talking with you over the phone you said something about the importance of one having a career plan so could you just expound more on that for those who like to know more why okay. does one need a career plan and how do you come up with a career plan thanks for that question
1: valerie and a career plan is, as the name sounds, just something that helps you light the way through your career. And I know we use the word career a lot, and people wonder okay, so what's the difference between a career and a job? A job is just one instance, just this one thing which you do at a specific time. But a career is something that is a path, it's a lifelong journey, it's a series, it could be a series of jobs. So the reason why I actually say a career plan is important based on my own experience is it saves you a lot of guesswork. So had I had a career plan going in because I didn't remember I was told you just find a job you'll figure it out, but the truth is you can't figure it out if you don't have something to light your way. So it removes the guesswork with a career plan, you can actually do three things very quickly you'll know what you need to be learning you'll know what you need to grow into and you'll also be able to adapt if things aren't working out well along the way so. How do you know what you need to be learning? Because you're able to identify the skills you need for where you want to go. So if today you want to be a marketing manager, yet you are starting out as an intern, what is it that you need to be able to make that leap? What skills does a marketing manager have that you need to develop? What competencies do they demonstrate which you need to develop? What do they need to know to be able to be a marketing manager? you see when you have a plan it just tells you okay this is where I am now this is where I want to go these are the skills that I actually need to do actually that is really how you develop your plan you sit down and examine okay my starting point my end point what's my gap so you have your where you are where you want to go and then you develop you see the gap so now if the gap is you've said, I need to actually um, become a protégé, maybe I need to be mentored, or I need to sit under uh, the marketing manager? So then you know you one of the things that you need to actualize your plan is to sit under somebody who's already doing the job which you want to do. Maybe you'll identify, I don't have skills in, let's say communication, I need to write my emails better. Then you can easily find a course that you could take that would help you with developing that skill. And then you would be able to know step by step in the next two months, in the next three months, in the next four months, five months, six months, one year, two years, these are the things I will be doing as I am going up the ladder. So it becomes very easy for you to tell, do I need to leave the job or do I stay? And do I need to maybe move to another department where I can get the skills that I need to become the marketing manager without necessarily just moving vertically? Because many of us think that growth must only be through promotion. You can only go upward. But the truth is, when you have a plan, it can help you see that, you know, if I moved to the sales department, I'd actually get the skills I need to support me in a marketing manager role.
0: Interesting. I think that is something I'll I'll also take home with me. So let's say someone feels stuck and they want to, you know, have a career change. What do you think are some of the mistakes that people make when they're transitioning from one career path or one career sector to another? Thanks for that.
1: So one of the biggest uh, mistakes that I see is people saying they are looking for any job. Now let's be honest, no one ever is looking for just any job. And I'm sure Valerie will probably bear me witness. Here you had an yeah. idea, it was not just anything that comes is what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But people say I'm desperate, but the truth is you're not. And I have tested this with a few people. So someone comes and says, I'm looking for a job, any job. I'm like, okay, great. So I have this job that's based in Akuru to be a hotel administrator. And they tell me actually no, I don't want to move out of um, Nairobi. I'd rather remain in Nairobi and I'm actually looking to become a manager in a manufacturing company, or I want to be a social media manager for company X. So as you talk to people, you begin to uncover that they're not just looking for any job. Hmm. They actually have something specific in mind. So mistake number one is not getting picture-perfect clarity on what you want. You don't just want anything. So anyone who says it's just anything will do, most of the time, 90% of the time, they're not being honest with themselves. They are probably afraid that the thing they want seems so far out of reach that speaking it out loudly will somehow um, cause a bigger disappointment when they don't get it, or that people will actually look at them and go like, you, you said you wanted to be this manager, look where you are now. So be very clear. What industry are you looking for that job? What job titles are you looking for? What kind of knowledge do you need? What skills do you need? What competencies do you need? Write it down that if I asked you to draw me a picture, you could literally draw me that picture. So that when someone comes and says, I have this opportunity, you're quickly able to tell, yes, that's exactly what I was looking for and I can apply. Or you can easily say, no, that is not actually what I have in mind. And then the other thing is forgetting that we spend so much time at work you need to love what it is you do and i think valerie you do love what it is that you do absolutely that's why you can wake up every morning <laughs> yeah that's why you can wake up every morning very excited mm-hmm. and you probably found out very early on that these are the things that made your heart beat yes. so people forget about the things that they are excited about they assume that your job or your career path needs to be this dull and boring thing that you just survive, mm-hmm. that you don't thrive in, because you need to pay bills. One question I like to ask people is if money and time was not an object, what is it you'd be doing? Mm-hmm. If you tell me it's something different from what you're actually doing right now, I'd tell you rethink. Because again, life is too short for you to be doing things that you don't love and things which you don't enjoy. And when you find the thing you love, combine it with being paid for it. You wake up every morning excited to go to work and you are looking forward to doing it. So it doesn't have to be dull. It doesn't have to be dreary. So picture perfect clarity on what it is you want and then find alignment with the things which you love to do. Combine those two, Things are much better. When you try and remove the idea of um, my dream job and the idea of who I am from the equation, then you end up being very sad and you end up going around in circles for really long. Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah. I totally I totally agree with you. You know, having um, my main training on law, you know, as an undergraduate program, I used to meet a lot of my friends, my classmates, and my colleagues who are amazing musicians and they are amazing makeup artists and they are amazing Host. like they could make it in the media career and they're amazing dancers and so i know so many of of my audience and listeners who are not happy where they are right now they probably don't want to do teaching but they're stuck there but they could make amazing djs so i know they would want to seek out your services because i know this podcast will not be conclusive in handling their issues some issues need personalized advice and stuff like that and like you said. We spend a lot uh, about 80 percent of our life working so you need to enjoy what you're doing mm-hmm. so to those who are listening yeah. and they're like you know this is my wake-up call I need to check out um Suzanne and uh, a clear picture picture of what I really want to do with my career work and they reach out to your services
1: so I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn so send me a message on LinkedIn and let's connect and I can easily um, organize to speak to you a little bit more about your career if you'd like to drop me an email my email is susan at suzankiamba.com I will be more than happy to help someone get unstuck and to get clarity and to know exactly what they need to do next as far as their career is concerned
0: awesome and I'm also actually going to drop down your email and your LinkedIn profile link so that they can reach out to you because now this is 2021 this is where we get to decide to do the things we love and the things that matter to us so as we conclude this Yes, yes. So as we conclude this podcast, could you just um, share your favorite quote, your favorite advice or proverb, I don't know, something like that to wrap up the conversation?
1: Um, so one of my favorite quotes is that um, this time next year you'll be wishing you had started a year ago. So we are always saying we'll start tomorrow. And we are always saying, I need one more course, I need one more meeting, I need one more session, I need one more degree, I need one more. There's always the one more you feel you need to add. But the truth is, unless you act now, unless you start to implement the things that you already know now, next year you'll still be in the same place. So don't wait for next year to start, start today. So start small and build momentum. Start where you are, start with what you have, but by all means, start today. That's my parting shot, just get started.
0: Awesome. It has been such a pleasure to host you uh, today, Susan Kiamba. And uh, to our listeners, kindly follow us on Instagram at Afrika Rice and my Instagram at Valerie Waswa. Screenshot this conversation and tell us what has been your biggest takeaway about career growth, career plan, and career change. Till next time. Bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>